Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hold Up a Minute podcast. Wow, that was long <laughs> winded. Long winded, yeah. Hold Up a Minute podcast. Welcome Hello, back. Hello, welcome, welcome. Your two weeks without us is over. Finally, we're here. We're here. It's time to get the party started. Or maybe you're just hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> hallucinating? Yeah, maybe you're just like, what's that one movie where everything was like a dream and then they wake up in the end and they're like, what the fuck? That's a lot of movies. Yeah, it is a lot of movies. There are a lot of movies just like copy each other. Oh, I've never been a movie person in my life. Really. You know this. Yeah. I've, I've just, I've never been like a huge movie person because I find some of the storytelling to be kind of like bland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, I guess lately there have been. A lot of movies, movies lately have been very. Yeah. 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 They're just. Yeah. Mediocre. Very mediocre. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, how has your past couple of weeks been, Mom? That's uh, it's been all right. Came down with that stupid cold flu. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm done with that. That was a, a beast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> throws you down. It does. Yeah. All of us, not all of us in the house got it, but most of us in the house got it. And, um... I had it when we were, not when we recorded the last episode, but I got it like a day after we recorded it. And then I was sick while I was editing. And so I was in the mid-roll recording the stuff for the mid-roll going like, it sounded not great. (laughs) I was all sorry. I'm sick, guys. (laughs) But I feel mostly better now. I still have a cough for some reason, though. Yeah. It could be like an allergy problem, though, too. Yeah, I've been having allergy issues, waking up with my eyes all puffy and red and gross feeling. Yuck. All thanks to me. You get the allergy problem from me. Allergies, back issues. I don't know much about the back issues. Like, that could be from your dad more than me. You have back issues galore, though. (laughs) It's my spine. My upper, not really my back per se. It's just like upper. So, I definitely have back issues though. I feel like I hurt more every day. I feel like I'm an old man. An old man. <laughs> wow. Anything else in your couple of weeks that you wanted to talk about? Anything else happening? No, not really. Just getting ready for the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Um, it is Christmas season. I've been spending money, getting gifts for people. Excited to give those out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, my past couple of weeks have been okay. Started working on that project that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That is currently in production. So, I I don't know. Should I should I kind of talk more about it? Yeah, probably. Probably well, yeah, you probably you'd want to promote it. Yeah. So it is going to be a podcast project. The name is Greetings from the Tavern Peasants. It is a themed podcast, kind of. Um, so if you're interested in video games, definitely check it out. If you're interested in 
just kind of more like uh, nerdy topics, I'd say go ahead and get, go listen to that. Greetings from the Tavern Peasants. It should be up. It's up on every single podcast platform right now. There's just a small clip up right now. Um, when the full version releases, there will also be a video version up on YouTube and Spotify um, that you can check out. Um, I am co-hosting it with my friend Summer, who is incredibly funny, really, really a really funny person, who's also doing all of the art for the podcast. Extremely talented. I'm really excited about the project, and everyone should go check it out. Go check it out, won't you? Go check it out. Yeah. But don't choose favorites either. We still want to keep you guys here as <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Everything is under the alternate universes umbrella still. So, you know, look up. I'm pretty sure if you look up alternate universes on Apple, if you're on Apple, we actually have a channel that both of them are under, which is pretty cool. And I'm and both of them are registered under alternate universes. So everything is under the alternate universes production umbrella. Look at us go. Um, so yeah, that's the project that it's been in works for almost like a month now. I'm very excited to get that rolling and going, but episodes will be releasing monthly for that one. Not, not quite as often as this one, but once a month you'll get an episode direct to you. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Other than that, I've just been playing like a a lot of Dark Souls recently. I finished Dark Souls one. Um, for people who don't know, Dark Souls is like a fantasy role playing game, um, action role playing game, incredibly difficult game, um, where one hit can kill you. It a couple hits can kill you if you uh, if you aren't careful. One hit can kill you if you aren't careful. You have to take your time, and it's a very, uh, it's, it's a game that tests your patience for sure. But I recommend it if people haven't played it. It's very fun. Very, very beautiful world. Do you think that I would no. like, thrive in it or no? No. It's one of those where you don't think that would be a good game for me? I think like, if maybe eventually, but right now, and don't take this in the wrong way, at your skill level. I don't think you would be able to because even I struggle with it. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, I wouldn't take it the wrong way because even playing Little Nightmares, <laughs> I started playing in it. And then that, that's hard. Yeah. It's very touchy, too. Like, you have to be at a certain point. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be in a certain position. Yeah. In order for anything, any of the buttons to work correctly. It's, it's kind of irritating. I'm having a hard time with that one. And Dark Souls is kind of like that, where you need to have like a very firm grasp on what each button does all the time, because it is like there's moments in the game where milliseconds and seconds matter, where you have to like press a button within a second of something happening, like very precise movements. It's a very difficult game. <laughs> um, but of course. That's not what this top this episode is about. We always try to catch up at the beginning of each episode, but that's never what that's never what the episode is about. Mm-mm. What's the episode about this week? The episode this week is "Am I the asshole?" It is. I wanted to revive this one since we lost a bunch of our <laughs> yeah episodes, Ex- but I really I really liked this one. Yeah, um, 
I mean, obviously, like, we aren't going to be going over the same questions. Like, if you had listened to the episode before, this isn't going to be the same questions that we went over before. Um, but it's we wanted fresh, all fresh, fresh. but we wanted to revisit it since the episode is a- episode <laughs> that episode isn't available anymore to listen to, unfortunately, because of issues we covered in the last episode. Um, but yeah, we wanted to revisit it and it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be lots of fun. Yes, it should be. Um, did you want to cover the first one or do you want me to cover the first one? Uh, Go ahead. Why don't you start? This one is the pasta sauce. Okay, this sounds dumb, but hear me out. I have always been a picky eater, especially when it comes to tomatoes. Ever since I was a kid, my dad would make my spaghetti different from the rest of the house. I like having an essence of the sauce flavor on the noodles, but not the overpowering flavor having noodles bathed in sauce creates. See, here's where it gets a bit odd. My dad would separate my spaghetti from the family's after putting the sauce on and then would rinse the sauce off with the sink and strainer. I love noodles like this, as it has a nice subtle tomato vibe given to the mild spaghetti. My 20 boyfriend, who's 26, has known about this since we first started dating. He always told me my food habits were cute. We have been dating for almost three years now and moved in together at the beginning of the pandemic so we could be in lockdown together. Ever since we moved in together, he insisted on taking charge of cooking and all cooking-related tasks, dishes, grocery shopping, etc. And he assigned me the role of cleaning the bulk of the apartment. We split other tasks pretty much 50-50 too. Everything was perfect and he always seemed to be making noodles the way I liked them when we had them. This was until last week when we last had spaghetti. We ate and everything was good, but afterwards he started teasing teasing me, saying things like, you really like your pasta with an essence of tomato, and how was your tomato essence, babe? Always using finger quotes around the word essence. After a few comments, I felt something was off and asked him if he had done something, anything differently with tonight's noodles than he usually does, and he started laughing. When he finally stopped laughing, he told me the whole truth while smirking. He said, I didn't do anything different than I usually do. I have never been making it the way you have requested. Apparently the entire time we've been living together, he's just been skipping the pasta sauce on my noodles entirely. He claimed that if I didn't notice for this long, then it shouldn't matter that he's making dinner in a way that is easier for him. I disagree entirely. I think the lying was a huge breach of trust, and so was was the refusal to make dinner how I wanted. I admittedly have been acting passive-aggressively to him since, but he thinks he did nothing wrong, that I'm overreacting, and that I need to let it go. Am I the asshole? I'm going to have to say no. Like, he knew how she was to begin with. Like, sometimes you just can't help it. If you're picky, you're picky. There's a lot of people that are picky out in the world. You know what I mean? And... And maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit because if she's expecting her boyfriend to make it the same way her dad did, it might, that might come off as a little bit of uh, spoilt per se. But I don't know. I don't think she's. I don't think she's the asshole. I think he is for like deceiving her like that. I think the lying is bad, but I also think the way that she wants them made, make it with the sauce, but then rinse the sauce off afterwards. Well, yeah, is I mean, really weird. It is kind of weird, but like, there's a lot of people out there that have those weird 
little quirks. And apparently she's been eating it for three years and hasn't noticed a difference until he told her. So, I mean, the lying was bad. Yeah. Yeah. But just admit that you don't like your your noodles with a hint of tomato sauce, that you just like them plain. That's what that is. That isn't that isn't I mean truthfully, yes, you're, yeah, because if you rinse off all the spaghetti sauce, then there's no sauce. There's no sauce. So like how are you getting a little bit of essence in the the the, the noodles? And obviously he hasn't noticed a difference when it was getting made. So yeah, you're not the asshole for thinking it's bad that he lied. Maybe it's not a thing to be like holding forever, being passive aggressive for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Because Honestly and truthfully, it's kind of wasteful to be making it with the sauce and then just rinsing the sauce afterwards. <laughs> you know? True. True that. But as a community, as at, in the world, can you imagine how many people waste a bunch of stuff? Right. Like, because we all have our little, little quirks with food. Everyone has their little issues and their little pickiness. Yeah. So... I mean, not to quickly jump in and judge her for that. But yeah, she I, I would definitely say that she's not the asshole because he's the one that has been lying to her. Yeah. Well, so, that's that. Got to the bottom of that one. <laughs> this one is called the performance review. Oh. I, 33, share one child, six. With my wife, 36. She has another daughter, 13, that lives with us full time. We also have custody of our niece, who is 15. Full house. Right. The teens are each other's best friends. They share a large bedroom, which was done at their request. The dynamic here is pretty much mom and youngest against the teens. With me being the referee between everyone. My wife has taught the youngest she can blame others for her actions to avoid consequences. Oh, geez. She just says the word. One of the teens will get punished without question. There's no doubt she is my wife's favorite. I love her, but she becomes nothing more than an entitled brat. As just a mere example, my wife and I had an appointment we both needed to attend. When we came back, it was apparent the pool had been used. They're not allowed to swim while we aren't home. As the youngest divulged, Mommy and I was in my room coloring. I never went swimming. The teens said that was not true. She had gone swimming as well. Only the teens were punished. My wife refused to give the youngest any type of consequence. I later found her wet swimming suit hidden in the garage. Oh, no. Oh, no. My wife and I argued. I felt strongly she needed to not only be punished for swimming, but also for lying. After a relentless disagreement, I was silenced as she gave the youngest a very minimal consequence. The lying, blaming, and favoritism ultimately caused the teens to act out. Understandably... Most of their consequences are done by giving more chores, specifically the chores the six-year-old has. Or, as recent, they were 
they were removed from music lessons as a consequence. I believe they're so frustrated they don't even care when they verbally attack their mother and her unfair treatment towards them. After all, they already get blamed and punished for things they didn't, don't even do. From my perspective, lashing out gives them a release. We've had countless tiring arguments. She'd either not see her faults or we'd agree to do this and that, but it was never actually done. I decided to write her a performance review as a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> her areas in need of improvement. Well, it was a lot, but I touched on how she needs to listen better, stop being biased, be fair in all her decisions, stop making rash decisions without taking all three kids into consideration. I recommended her to give each child the same amount of one-on-one -on -one alone time to speak or just be with one another. So it wouldn't be an entirely slap to her face. I gave her accolades on her strong points for other areas aside from parenting. I guess I felt this would work best because I could organize my thoughts on paper without her interjecting. However, it quickly backfired in my face. She was quite quiet the first hour after I handed it to her. Then she completely exploded on me. Said if we're going to do this type of shit, she'll get a private bank account and take half of my paycheck every week. Oh my gosh. She further said the review was abusive and a manipulative sexist move. Am I the asshole? Um, I think you guys need to go to couples therapy. <laughs> exactly. That's my thoughts. They both need that. Uh, couples therapy and maybe a <laughs> a talking about with the therapist in the room about the treatment of the youngest and how the kids like the, all the kids and the dynamic between the kids and everything because what is you don't write your spouse a performance review no i mean yeah that's really that is sexist like um me being a mom and understanding like sometimes where i was a stay-at-home mom it is hard and um, not we don't get the kudos that we deserve half, most of the time as a stay-at-home mom. Moms do not get the kudos. It's a very hard, demanding job. But at the same time, you do not take any kid's side over the other. You have to sit down and, like, totally listen to everybody's side. And, like, teaching that six-year-old to do what they were been doing, like blaming on other people, on the other kids and not taking responsibility. It's not a good thing. No, that is an asshole move. It is. In my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, you're not doing that kid any favors. No, because it's just going to get worse. The yeah. older the kid gets, it's just going to get worse and worse. And then at some point you're going to get, Calls from the schools being like, your kid needs blah, 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 blah. And it'll just lead to way more issues than it's worth. Yeah. Because exactly. I get like wanting to treat like. I get wanting to be like, well, it's the youngest, so shouldn't have as many chores or blah, blah, blah. But you need to give them as somebody who was young and had chores. Yeah. Um, Everyone needs that. I mean, maybe like, I don't know. Was was were we harsh? With you boys growing up, like, you guys had chores. 
we both, your dad and I both worked and I needed help around the house. Like I'm a firm believer that every kid should have chores. Every kid should help around the house and clean. Yeah. Because not only does it teach them what they should be doing when they're older and they're in their own place or when they have their own areas or space, it teaches them how to be like productive with their time other than just relying on other people to clean for them. Like you get so many stories of roommates who don't clean their dishes or roommates who don't clean the house or help clean or blah, 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 blah. Get into those situations. It's very obvious that those people didn't have to clean them when they were younger. Right. Either that or they're just fucking assholes for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on to the next one. The Wedding Singer. I just got married last week. My wife and I are both in our 30s. I am Mexican and she is American. But we both grew up in the U.S. and both our families know both languages. My wife planned every bit of the wedding and was a very controlling and nervous bride. But alright, I get that she was stressed. During the reception, I went to the band and asked them to play a song for me to sing to my new wife. It was uh, Te Amare by Miguel Bose. It was the song from our first date in a really bad Mexican restaurant, so it became a long-standing joke between us. The guests really loved the song. My mother-in-law cried and told me it was beautiful, but my bride seemed upset. I asked her what was wrong, and she said I am an asshole for taking the spotlight to enforce my ethnicity and not just let the band sing our song for us. Am I the asshole? No. I don't think so. That seems, like, really... What's the I can't think of the word. It's like a um, a microaggression. Yeah. Like really fucking weird. Especially because that's from the first date, you know? Mm-hmm. That seems really weird. That seems like a really big red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Like he was just trying to like lighten things up maybe and like do something kind of oddly in his own way special for his new bride. So like... Exactly. Why, why would the bride be so upset? Like, oh, you're taking the spotlight away. Like, like maybe she wanted all attention on her. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't understand how brides can become so selfish and angry. Right. When it's, it's both of your guys' day, like you both should be in the spotlight. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about the bride. No. And also the fact that it was like, you're taking the spotlight to focus on your ethnicity. It's just weird. Yeah, that's that's not right either. It's that's really like, weird. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, that's... Why throw that in there? Why, yeah. why be that person? So, no, sorry, your bride is the asshole. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. The lasagna thief. Oh. (laughs) That's kind of ironic, considering that's what I'm making today. (laughs) My girlfriend and I are both college students. She lives in an apartment on her own, and I live with my parents. On Sunday, my girlfriend made homemade lasagna for our date night. She made everything from scratch, including the noodles. It was really good, so after we finished, I asked if I could take lasagna home for my family to try. She said yes. When I left that night, I took the tray of lasagna with me. My girlfriend didn't walk me out, so she didn't see me take the tray. 
On Monday, I got a text from my girlfriend asking where her lasagna was. I told her I had taken it home for my family. She said, I thought you were going to take some, not the whole thing. I spent most of my food budget for the week on it with the intention to eat leftovers for the rest of the week. Now I don't know what I'm going to eat. I felt bad and apologized, but pointed out that I had asked her if I could take it home, and she didn't tell me that I couldn't take the whole tray. She said it should have been obvious that I shouldn't take the whole thing since the tray was so big. To be fair to her, it was a really big tray. My family of five only just finished the tray yesterday after eating it for dinner both nights. But I don't think the size of the tray makes it obvious that I shouldn't take it. Monday night and last night, my girlfriend complained that she had to eat instant noodles for dinner so that she wouldn't blow her food budget today. Her food budget. Today, she asked, she is asking me if I can buy her a sandwich since I took her leftovers for the week. It sucks that she spent her food budget on the lasagna, but I think this is her fault for not being clear that I shouldn't take the whole thing. I don't think she is justified in asking me to buy her lunch because of it. She called me an asshole for not being willing to help her out. Am I the asshole? Yes, you are the asshole. You're definitely the asshole. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you help her out? Like, that's your girlfriend. Right? Right? Are they boy- Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Well, also the fact that it's like, okay, it was a miscommunication. But she texted you the day after and you still had apparently five more servings if your family of five ate it two nights in a row. Yeah. Or I guess maybe even still 10 servings if you hadn't eaten it yet. Maybe take it back to her. I don't know. Hmm. If it, That seems like the logical thing to the do. The size of the tray didn't seem like she she wanted me to. She didn't mean I could take the whole thing. But apparently that's 10 fucking servings. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Why would you want to take 10 servings home anyway? Well, and then, okay. But on on the other side, maybe she should have made sure that he'll, they only took that much. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. If somebody was to ask, like, can I take some home? I, I'm usually the one that's actually putting the bit that I think that they need to take right. home. So maybe she should have done that. But at the same time, yes, you are the fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Like, it's definitely not her fault that the, I mean, it might be her fault that the miscommunication, it's both of the faults that the miscommunication happened. Yeah. But it's not her fault that she expected to have this these leftovers because she made a lot for a reason. She, thinking that she'd have the leftovers, she spent her food budget on it. Yeah. And then when you know the issue of her spending the food budget on it and you having taken the rest of it and she asks you to just pay for her lunch, you have an issue with that? You are an asshole. Exactly. Go to therapy. Get help. Or get out of that relationship because you don't deserve it. No. This but- is this is a prime example of a, of a man child. <laughs> Was it, like, did they specifically say a gender? No, I mean, it wasn't really a gender thing. Like, well, the person's acting like a man. It, well, yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> Acting like a man child. <laughs> now onto the horny wife. Oh. So my 28 husband, 31, had to spend two months in a different state for work. He came back nine days ago. I am obviously thrilled he's back and I've missed him a lot. I was hoping we'd be able to spend some time together, just the two of us. However, his mom, 56, came over when he was supposed to come home. I was slightly annoyed, but I know she was just excited for her son to be back. However, she never left. Like I was prepared to deal with her being there for a day or two, but not nine days. Because she's been here for nine days, we haven't had a second a second of time together. She insists on staying here instead of a hotel. For the record, she lives an hour away. <laughs> the guest room is right next to ours, and the walls are thin. When the two of us go out, she be- comes with us, or makes us one of us stay with her because otherwise we would be bad hosts. She follows us around the house constantly. We want to cuddle and watch movies. She's sitting in the armchair. We want to go to a romantic restaurant. Better make that a table for three. We even we have even left her in the living room to go chat in our room, and she follows us. Earlier today, I just asked her to leave, even though both of us have been hinting that she needs to go. She kept saying that she wasn't ready to go yet and wanted more time with her son. I tried telling her we wanted some time alone, and she kept insisting that she join us. Finally, I snapped and said, since you seem to be obvious, uh, I will put this bluntly, I want to fuck your son. If you don't want to see or hear, then you need to leave. I know this isn't the classiest response ever, but I was frustrated. Anyway, she yelled at me, but eventually left. We finally got to have our alone time, but now she is blowing up both of our phones, saying that I am disgusting and have no respect for her, her son, or myself. She keeps telling my husband that he shouldn't be with someone so crude, and how dare he let me her, let me speak to her like that. I'm sure you get the idea. I know that what I said was really inappropriate, but am I the asshole? Edit. Um... Actually, I'll I'll read this edit of the post after we kind of discuss it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't honestly think that she's the asshole. Like giving, being put in that situation is a hard. It's a it's a tough situation. But as the mom, she should know better. Like your kid <clears throat> is in a relationship, and if you are away from that person. For an extended period, extended amount of time, of course you're going to want to spend time alone. The mom should not even relevantly been there. Right. She lives an hour away. Like why? They he could have just let a little bit of time, and went to visit the mom. Right. But first and foremost, your your significant other always needs to come first. You don't. You don't shove your way into your kid's relationship that way. And you let them build and have a decent relationship. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Well, and it's like, I get it's like a a thing for, with some people, but sex isn't like normal Mm -hmm. and just bringing it up. I mean, it was kind of like a weird way to be like, I want to fuck your son. So you need to fucking leave. I get that it was frustrating, but I mean, hey, it's normal. It is normal. Like she's... It's kind of to be expected if you're in like a, a relationship, that uh, a sexual relationship. Yeah. So blowing up the phone and being like, she's crude. Like, I know you had sex. You have a son. Exactly. You're not a saint. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand these, like, 
moms out in the world like some of them are just so like proper they act they act like they want to be proper but like come on right everybody is human everybody has that physical contact and those tendencies sex is here to stay sorry like everybody has it and enjoys it so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a taboo thing right Especially when it comes to your kids and your their relationships. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, the edit says, After reading these comments, I will definitely let my husband know he needs to step up. I agree that it should have been him who made her leave. I love him to death and want to be accommodating to his fear of making her angry. She's nasty when she's angry and will turn his whole family against him. However, he needs to set boundaries. Which I agree with. Yes. I totally agree with that. 100%. It's his mom. He should be the one being like, get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The milk swap. Me and two other guys share an apartment together and we split all the bills. The only thing we don't split costs on is groceries. Everyone's in charge of buying their own food and we don't touch whatever doesn't belong to us in the fridge. We put our names on everything so no one gets mixed up. This issue has been going on almost a year and I am sick of it. One of my roommates, R, keeps stealing my food. I get home from work and containers with my leftovers are sometimes missing. They have my name written on it. Or my stuff finishes too quick. My gallon of milk, for example. I buy almond milk because I like the taste. But it seems to finish after a week, even though I've only drank once or twice. I confronted R about this lots of times, and that's caused a lot of arguments. He outright denies it and tells me I'm crazy, even though it's so obvious. My other roommate and I carpooled together because we both work the same early morning shifts around the same area. So I now I know it's not him. It's always after we get back home and ours already left left for work that I notice my food's gone. My roommates also had a similar problem, but not as often as I do. I'm guessing because R doesn't like what he buys. The funny thing is, R buys a lot of for himself and is even more stingy about his food. He will literally bring or literally point out what's his when he comes back from grocery shopping and tells us not to touch it. Last week, my milk was nearly empty again and I got fed up. I went to the liquor store and bought regular dairy milk. I drank what was left of my almond milk and refilled the gallon with the one I bought. This was to catch, prove to our, prove our is the one stealing since he's lactose intolerant. The next day, Saturday, we get back from work and R is pissed. He yelled at me that he was stuck in the bathroom for 40 minutes with diarrhea because of my milk. He was using it to make a shake. I only responded with, so then you're the one who's been stealing? He freaking exploded. Yeah, he admitted it. he was sometimes drinking my milk and eating my food, but he was more mad that I switched milks than the fact that he was caught. I told him I wouldn't have done that if he'd just stopped taking my stuff from the fridge or at least told the truth instead of trying to make it seem like I was making it up. 
My roommate backed me up and thought it was kind of funny he got payback for stealing from us. It's a little tense right now, and my roommate told me R is trying to convince him to agree to kick me out. Little does he know we're both looking to move somewhere else together because we are sick of his shit. I told some buddies what happened, and a few think I was an asshole for that. I feel like I'm not in the wrong here. He was taking my food and not even owning up to it, and I wanted to prove it. Does that make me the asshole? No, I don't think so. Not at all. Because if you all have an agreement not to touch the food you don't buy, and someone is doing it, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to try this thing to see if I'm fucking right. And just get you get proved right, and it was the person, and they're mad at you for drinking the thing that's supposed to be yours. Right. I mean, that's like so entitlement that Man this child. roommate has. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. Like you can't own see your own faults in this. Like literally, you buy your own shit, and then you tell them, "Really, do not touch my stuff." But then you go and fucking touch your roommate's stuff. Right. That is not right. And then you act like, oh my God, you're in the wrong for switching it and making me sick. Uh-uh. Just get your own I stuff. hate people like that. I really do. It's just really fucking annoying. Right. And if you're the person, like, obviously they have the means to buy their own stuff if they're already buying their own stuff. So just buy what the fuck you need and stop stealing from other people. Yeah. Weirdo. Man-child. <laughs> this is the last one before we go into break. Okay. The Bedroom Equalizer. I'm just going to get right to it. My 25 boyfriend, 28, likes to be called daddy in bed while we're being intimate. I've obliged this request, but it's starting to creep me out, and I've decided I don't want to do it anymore. He is not happy with this and insists it has nothing to do with the connotation of the word. He just simply enjoys hearing me say it. Since he wasn't budging on the issue, I told him I'd like for him to call me grandma in bed as a compromise. He didn't like this option and said it was giving him visuals he would prefer not to have. Like, okay, join the fucking club. (laughs) Anyway, the last time he tried to initiate intimacy with me, I started to refer to myself as grandma in the third person. Do you like when grandma does that? Etc. And he flew off the handle. Said I ruined the mood, made him feel gross, and I was being ridiculous. I think I proved my point, but he thinks I'm being an asshole. So, am I the asshole? Not at all. No. No, I, 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 I agree. It's, it's a very creepy thing when, when guys want to be called daddy. Yeah. That's just outrageously fucking creepy. It is. Well, and also, like, at that point, break up. Because it's, if it's a thing that he's refusing to budge, like, budge on, you're not compatible. Like, he needs to find somebody who likes that as well you know yeah because obviously if he isn't going to change it's not worth it you know if he's not if he's not willing to respect what you want in bed but is demanding that you respect what he wants in bed then that's not gonna work (laughs) and then to have her turn it right back around on him and then he gets all angry yeah but he doesn't think that she needs to be angry about him wanting to be called that Right. Like it's, yeah, it's just it's obviously they're not meant shouldn't be together. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Man, people are weird. People are just it's, fucked up. I yeah, I mean, are these actual true stories? I mean, I feel like a lot of the am I the asshole stories kind of 
have they could be fake i think i think a lot of people just kind of write them for fun but i mean they're fun scenarios anyway yeah i would i would hope that i mean i know there are some weird people out in the world and if you guys happen any of our listeners happen to be one of those weird peoples i'm sorry but you need therapy (laughs) (laughs) go to therapy if this is really angering you then you need to stop and take a good look at yourself. Right. Just go get help. Yeah. Anyway, we have more stories. But first... It's time for a coffee break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the mid-roll of the episode. I hope you guys are enjoying us revisiting an old topic, and I hope that you guys are all having a wonderful day, afternoon, night, or whatever you're listening to this. Um, Again, reminder, there's another project right now. Greetings from the Tavern Peasants. Go check it out. I'll have links in the description providing you little ways to go um, either listen to the first episode if it's out by then, or just go in uh, pre-subscribe, pre-follow, and everything before we start releasing episodes. But yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to say for this mineral. Other than that, thank you to Miracle of Sound for the use of Never Alone for our intro, outro, and mineral. And back to the episode. Welcome back. Hello. I hopefully you guys grabbed your beverage of choice and have come back to join us. Yeah. I was going to make coffee while we were gone, but I looked at the time and I, I, I looked inside of myself <laughs> and I went, I'm an eepy little fella. So I'm going to take a nap afterward on recording. Um, I'm also just realizing that I forgot to change the battery on this before we started. So I'm going to change that really quick before we get into it. All right. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back. Um, yeah. Now it's, we're just, we're ready. We're not going to get interrupted in the middle of speaking by the dying again. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, the next one is called The Entire Cake. Am I the asshole for accidentally eating an entire cake that my boyfriend made? And how do you accidentally eat an entire cake? <laughs> There's no accident. <laughs> so my fiance is an incredibly incredible baker. I've always said that he should start his own bakery, but he's always resisted the idea. Anyways, I'm going on four months pregnant. And what he makes is like a magnet to my mouth. LOL. As all of my pregnant and non-pregnant gals know, that cravings hit you really hard when you're building a baby. It's all really good, but the cravings cravings are starting to get worse because he rarely bakes now because he's busier with work. His niece's sixth birthday is coming up. Oh no. And he took... Time to bake a caterpillar cake for her. 
Oh. And it looked amazing. I asked him if he had time to make another one so we could have it to ourselves, and he agreed. It turned out really, really well. I think he had like two slices, then told me to help myself to however much I'd like. He was away for work for much of today, and after he left, I went to the fridge and took a slice for myself. It was so good, I kept going, back for more and more. Eventually, before I knew it, the cake had disappeared entirely. LOL. I was sitting there with a spoon in hand, and I kind of snapped out of a fog and realized what I had done. I did not mean to do that at all. I texted him what had happened and told him I might have had a lot of the cake, and he said it's all good. But when he got home, he saw that the cake was gone, and he got really mad that I didn't leave a slice for him. Like yelling and raising voice kind of mad. I mean, I don't know what he expected because I told him and he even said I could have I could have as much as I'd like. I don't get why he's so mad. He's so good at it, so he could simply take an hour out of his day instead of sitting on his ass and gaming and make another one. He got even madder when he saw that I took a small slice out of the other cake. Like it was a tiny slice. Admittedly, I screwed up and I couldn't help myself, but I don't, but I didn't, I don't nothing to get, what? (laughs) Grammar. But I don't nothing to get this worked up over. I also didn't like that he yelled because it was stressing me out and stress for pregnant women is bad and I'm trying to avoid it. I couldn't help it. I started crying and he took this as me trying to manipulate him but I totally couldn't help it. It just ended up making him matter. I tried to keep the peace by apologizing, but he ignored me and went for a jog. Hasn't come back since. I did screw up, but I don't think it's worth this kind of reaction and conflict. It's really upsetting. So, I get having cravings. (laughs) Yeah. But there's also control. Yeah, maybe... maybe Maybe he said, oh, have as much as you like, because he didn't think you'd eat the whole cake. <laughs> like, I, it is just kind of a nice thing to do, just kind of think of other people and be like, hey, maybe I should save some for another, if they want more. Yeah. And then to go the extra level to take a slice out of the cake that's for his niece's birthday party? That's not a good thing. No. Not at all. <laughs> You're kind of the asshole. <laughs> yeah, you are. Also, like, um, yeah, you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And just blaming it because, like, oh, I'm pregnant and I had cravings. Girl, use your brain. Just because you're pregnant doesn't mean that your brain shrinks. Right. I mean, like, come on. I know females, I know we have a lot of issues, but, like, we can't, you cannot blame everything on the female anatomy being pregnant and... Yeah, it's just, it's it's not proper. Like, I get the cravings, I really do, but like you said, like, there is also that, that control thing and to be considerate of others. And you really was not thinking of him, nor were you thinking of the niece. 
by taking a little slice out of her cake. Right. Like, I'm sorry, you, your brain does not go into that much fog. No. <laughs> Unless you really, really have a bad addiction to food. I mean, I don't know, because I don't have that addiction. I guess so. So I can't put myself in that situation. But if you really do, I'm sorry, you need to help. And yes, you are the asshole. Yeah. Agreed. The justified bride. So I, 27, am getting married to my fiance, 27, in a little under three weeks. Everything has been going amazing with the planning, and I'm ecstatic for the day. My best friend Cassie, who I've been friends with since we were 10 years old, is my maid of honor. She is truly one of the sweetest people I've ever met and has stuck with me through everything. She's been the biggest help in planning this whole ordeal, and I wouldn't trade her for the world. However, I've never been the biggest fan of her girlfriend, Sophie. I always show her respect and try to include her in things, but she's a huge introvert, and sometimes it can come off as disrespect in return. Cassie's own words. But they always seem to be very happy together, so I I hope she warms up to me a little in time. They've only been together for a little over a year and a half. Several days ago, Sophie approached me, asking asking me if if I'd be okay if she proposed during my reception. She claimed it would be a great way for Cassie and I to bond more, having our weddings linked and all that. Not that we need any more time to bond, she's already my other half. I love Cassie to death, but I'd never allow that for anyone. I shut the idea down immediately, and Sophie got all pissy with me and left. She said something along the lines of, I don't need your permission anyway, and walked out the door. This made me fearful that she'd attempt it anyway, so I went to Cassie. Needless to say, Cassie was mad. I never really see her get angry, but she was livid. She apologized profusely and said she couldn't believe Sophie would ever think of doing something like that. And that was the end of our conversation. However, two days ago, I got another call from Sophie berating me for spoiling her plan to propose and was informed that Cassie would be attending the wedding by herself and is currently not speaking to her. I was concerned that it wasn't the entire story, so I called Cassie. She was a mess, said she was staying with her parents right now, and disinvited Sophie as her plus one because she was scared Sophie would, would have proposed anyway, given the chance, and she didn't want to ruin the wedding. I told, her to co- I told her to come stay with me for a while instead, and she showed up several hours later, still a complete mess. She said that she and Sophie had a huge fight, and she was reconsidering whether or not she wanted to stay in this relationship. According to Cassie, these huge fights are a common occurrence. I feel awful for ruining her proposal and potentially ruining her relationship. Cassie has been picking herself up in front of me and continuing to be great with the last minute to-dos, but I've caught her crying while I'm not around. I love her and I don't want her to resent me for this, so I need to know, am I the asshole? And is there anything I can do to fix this? I don't think she is. Like, there is no place. You don't purposely try. Like, that's, that's sabotaging someone else's special day. Right. You, I don't think that that's necessary. You don't need to like propose on someone else's special day. No, that's been some. You, that's like a rule, right? Yes. You never proposed at somebody's wedding. That's right. just something that you don't do. There's so many stories of people wanting to do that or trying to do that, and it's just like stop. Yeah, <laughs> stop like it. let them have their day. Right. Like don't propose at the wedding because it's just no, 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 no. But to be ask and then be turned down and to make it a huge deal is just kind of fucked up. Yeah. And yeah, not the asshole at all to like turn it down and obviously go to your friend and bring up the issue. And it's not your fault if 
that relationship falls through because they can't work through their issues or if they're you know already in a bad spot and fighting a lot that's not your fault if Mm -hmm. they can't work it out so yeah yeah i mean all around you're not the asshole the out earner so after 30 years of steady progress i'm making pretty good money like i recently readjusted my 401k, the equivalent, okay, editors know the 401k is the equivalent of a pension in the UK. So I won't overpay into this year and the change in my take home pay is more than my roommate pays in rent in my sort of low end ugly house in a poor neighborhood. Both of my roommates and several friends are constantly struggling. I try to help but drastically undercharging on rent. Oh, by drastically undercharging on rent. They probably pay half of what the going rate is for rooms in my city. And being the one who buys takeout on movie nights. But they still struggle. I pretty much downplay my income and I will downplay my available money by pointing out the college expenses I pay for my child and the cost of filling my old junker car with gas. I was hanging hanging with a friend recently, and he asked what I make. I was honest. He called me a jerk and said I was condescending to my friends by acting poor. He was actively angry that I'm faking being poor. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to save up so I have a warm place to go to the bathroom when I'm old. (laughs) I'm going to charge rent to live in my house. It seems wrong to have people live there rent-free. I just way undercharge. I have no desire to get a fancy new car or show off with a nicer house. I do spend money on travel, but that's rare due to my job needing me. And no one sees how nice I travel. Am I the asshole for acting poor? No. I think that, especially after, like, what, 30 years of working up and getting to the point where you are and making the money that you make and letting your friends stay with you while undercharging them right. for rent is yeah. good because I don't think friends should be living with you rent free. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so either. Like everyone needs to pay their, their half of things like exactly. And who's to say that just, okay. It doesn't matter. Like, okay. You make a little bit more money than your friends. Like, you're still helping your friends quite a lot by not charging. You're like undercharging them. So who's to say that you're not poor? Like you could literally be paying more than you need to. So just because you're getting paid more at a job than your friends does not mean that you're rich by any means. I don't understand people like that. Like, yeah, especially nowadays in this world. It doesn't matter, like, literally how much you make now. You're still freaking just like everybody else. You're trying to find ends to meet because it seems like you can't make enough money. Unless you're a millionaire. Right, exactly. So, like, don't ever judge people just by how much they make. Yeah. Like, they could still, they there's still bills and stuff that you have to pay, so it doesn't mean you're, like, rich. Yeah, you could be poor, too. I mean, everybody, I think, is poor in some sense. Yeah, in some way. Yeah. The overtime stepmother. 
My husband works around his ex's schedule as hers isn't as as flexible as his, or so she says. Whenever she doesn't want the kids, wants to go out, sees her boyfriend, etc., we have the kids as a favor to her, but when we ask for a favor or when I ask him to ask her to return the favor, nothing happens. We have the kids at least three to five times a week as she's working. Last week, we had them from Tuesday until this Tuesday, and she didn't tell us that the weekend was actually just a favor as she wanted to go out until he dropped them back off. So in return, I asked him to ask for this weekend for us to go away as we were both off, which up until this morning was still the plan. Over the weekend, she's invited a friend and her son over, knowing that this kid bullies their son, so asked can we have him for the weekend. So now he's planning to bring him away with us. I said I'd rather just us to go away on the weekend as I, as planned, but if we can't find the other arrangements for their son, I'd rather not go at all. So now he thinks I'm being an asshole. This isn't the first time it's happened. We had a night away booked, and last minute she called and dropped their daughter off, so we had to bring her with us. Just so you know, we spend a lot of time with the kids. They are with us most of the week and take a day trip on weekends and a couple of holidays on half terms, so it's not like I refuse to bring them anywhere with us all the time, just when it's been planned as a couple's getaway. Um... I don't really think you're, that's an asshole move to want like time for couples get away. And honestly, the mom inviting the kid over and the other friend and the the friend's kid bullies your kid. Right. Why are you inviting him over? Well, not even that. Like, because if it's the friend, obviously they probably have to bring their son with them. Why isn't the friend being a parent? <laughs> and yeah, and it is the other mom's like she's the one actually being the asshole for like expecting them to drop their plans, their getaway. Exactly. You know, she's the one being facetious. Honestly. Oh, you, you're not, you don't need to spend time alone. Like you need to spend time with your kids. That's facetious to me. It is. So no, you're not the asshole. And just be a, that fucking, what? I don't get the bullying thing. Just kick, I don't get that just either. Kick the kid in the head, kill it. Discipline the damn kid. <laughs> Run the kid over with a car. <laughs> God. <laughs> There's the edit. You need to read the edit. Oh yeah, edit. No, I don't hate the kids. Yes, I understand he's a dad first, but she's a mom first. By favor, I meant that when she last minute decides to see her boyfriend or go out, not by doing his parents' duties as he should. Also, I told him to just take his son away and spend the weekend with him. Yeah, so she's doing everything right. Yeah. So you're definitely not the asshole for wanting to spend a little time alone with them. Yeah, right? The crafty friend. I crochet as a hobby. I started doing about six or seven years ago to help cope with my anxiety. Over time, I've become pretty good at it and have done a few commissions for small things. I recently opened my own website where I post my patterns and tips for free. Sometimes I'll sell something on there I made that I wouldn't keep or give away, but in general, I don't actively sell my stuff. I have a friend, Lynn, who is always asking me to make her stuff. I've made her a scarf and hat set, and I gifted her a baby blanket for her rainbow baby, all of which have been free. She asked me to make make more complicated stuff for her, like cardigans, large amagurmi, 
toys. Whatever that is. Amigurumi. Amigurumi toys. I am not an amigurumi person. And I and complex blankets, which I always say no to because as much as I love Lynn, she is very demanding and I do this for fun. I enjoyed giving her her gifts, but I don't like feeling obligated. Obliged. Obligated. It takes me a while to finish complex things, and I know she wouldn't be okay waiting more than like a week. Recently, I posted a patchwork cardigan I made, and Lynn texted me asking me to make one for her. I said no because it took me a month to finish, and I had other things I wanted to make. She asked if she paid for it if I would make it for her. I told her that based on the cost of materials and an hourly wage for skilled labor, it would cost $400. She said that was ridiculous and there was no way that cardigan would be worth 400 I told her I agree, but that's why I usually don't take commissions and would rather give away stuff I make. She told me I was being greedy. Realistically, if I took a commission for this cardigan, I'd charge like $75 three times the cost of materials, and give a two-month timeline, but I wanted to detour her from asking again. Am I the asshole for quoting her such a high price? No, because, I mean, like, if you're just making stuff for gifts and someone asks, hey, can you make this? And you're like, I don't know, I don't want to. Because if it's a hobby, then it's a hobby. Right. You're not obligated to do anything for anybody else. Right. I mean, like, especially, you're just doing this for fun, obviously, and... You're not expecting, you don't want to do it for commissions. But at the same time, like, you're not the asshole for, like, quoting her that much money because it does take time. It does. Like, it's it's a process. Right. People don't, they need to understand, like, it's a hobby, yes, and you enjoy it. But, like, it takes a lot of time to create things. Yeah. So, and the cost of the materials and everything. So, yeah, you're not the asshole for quoting her that. No. At all. I don't think so either. Yeah. It's just like a... What the fuck? <laughs> people These people who are like supposed everything. friends. Yeah. The reluctant babysitter. I, 27, and a friend, 24, have kids the same age. Two. We recently did a girls' beach trip. I left my child at home with my husband for the first time, and in consequence for the time, first time in two years was child-free. My husband does what he can regarding our kid and does a lot, but it's gone a lot for work and I've never been apart from my kid for more than a few hours before someone says I have a husband issue. That isn't the issue here. My friend brought her child, which no one in the group had a problem with at all, except my friend has a habit of letting or rather forcing others to watch slash parent her kid. Every time we hang out, she kind of checks out, goes on her phone or wanders off and sort of dumps her kid on the friend group. While on this beach trip and overnight, she did just that to me. Now, remember this is the first time in a long time I've been kid-free, or at least my kid-free. And here she is, dumping her kid on me. Her kid is asking me to play with them, walk with them, you know, kid stuff. And I just want a break. But here my friend is, playing on her phone, just totally checked out. I try to redirect her kid back to her, saying, Oh, you should ask your mom to play. To which she says, without missing a beat, No, you have more patience for kid's name anyway, you play with him. My blood fucking boiled and I explained to her that I left my kid at home because I wanted to be kid-free for the night and not babysit hers. She rolled her eyes and I just lost it and told her to stop being lazy and watch your own kid. Of course she was pissed, but the rest of the group had my back. 
but my friend was so angry, I can't help but feel like I'm in the wrong. Am I the asshole? No, definitely not. I don't think so either. Because it's like, I don't know. I've never understood like the the passive parent thing. Of the parent who like doesn't act like a parent, you know? Yeah. Just, just, you have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if you really wanted a break, why did you bring your kid? Exactly. Why couldn't you have found an arrangement? Right. And you should never expect anybody else to watch your kid. No. Especially when it's supposed to be a getaway. That's the asshole dickyish move I've ever even heard of. Just dump it on somebody else and expect them to watch it and expect them to play and parent and blah, blah, blah. Especially a kid so young, two years old, Mm -hmm. you know? It's just, that's not right. No. (laughs) It's definitely not right. You shouldn't, you don't deserve to be a parent. No, you don't. The re-gift shamer. My family does a gift exchange drawing each year for Christmas. We all reach into a bowl and pull out a name on a slip of paper. That is the person for whom we are to buy a gift for the big Christmas get-together. I honestly hate this ritual as it is a bundle of stress to find something for someone you barely know. But we do it because the family always has. Wait, why do you not know if you your family... <laughs> in 2019, I drew the 60-year-old husband of my great aunt. Oh, your whole family. Like I get extended it. family, yeah. I knew he and my great aunt were very well off and really neither wanted nor needed anything. I knew also that the budget we had for gifts of $50 as max was not going to get him anything within his or her taste level. Since he did a lot of driving for his work, I found him a rather expensive set of tools to keep in his car trunk, should he need them. He opened them during the party, seemed appreciative, and thanked me. This past Christmas, I saw my gift was was from my great aunt. When I opened it, I immediately recognized the tool set I had given him three years before. Even the tape I had put on part of a torn label was there. I paused broke into a big smile and excitedly excitedly exclaimed that this was incredible as when I bought her husband a set three years ago. I had wanted to get a set for myself as well, but the store had told me the set was discontinued and no longer available. I gushed that she must have gone to a lot of trouble to find one just like the one I gave him three years ago. Yes, I mentioned giving him a set three years ago many times. I then made a big show of running over, hugging her, and saying thank you. She and he just had some had odd smiles frozen on their faces. See, my great aunt has a reputation, whispered behind her back, of being incredibly cheap and re-gifting most of what she receives. All of the relatives had just witnessed me making a big production out of this one instance. My mom later took me aside and chastised chastised me for what I had did as my great aunt was visibly embarrassed and had left very soon after the gift exchange. I just looked at her and innocently asked what I did that was wrong by thanking her for a gift I really wanted. So was I out of line? I <laughs> Hell no. 
I would have done so the same either. thing. Yeah, it's a very cheap move to re-gift, especially if, you, if you're well off. Re-gift something that's like, what, a budget of $50? Yeah. Like, they don't even give anybody anybody's gift a chance because she just said that their re-gifters like bad. And then, honestly, to leave the little piece of tape on there from when she gave it to them. Right. That's a fucking disrespectful, dickish move. Yeah, it is. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. How do people even live with themselves? Well, also, like, gift exchanges in any way, like, at family get-togethers are kind of stupid. I kind of don't like it either. Yeah. So I get the idea of, like, not liking it. But, like, if it's happening, you might as well participate. And Mm -hmm. if you're gifting something, don't re-gift something that you got at that thing. Because, like, obviously, like, people are going to recognize it. (laughs) Very weird. It is very, very, very... But families are very weird. Yeah. The girlfriend who dared to menstruate. So my 24 boyfriend, 28, is really protective over his furniture. I assume it's because they're white. This really shows when I'm on my period. My friend, my boyfriend does humiliating things like placing sheets on all the chairs and lounges I feel like if I were to leak, I'd just leak through the sheets anyway. It makes me sleep in the guest bedroom on the first two days of my period, my heaviest days. And then he even asks me about when was the last time I changed my tampon. I'm a grown woman who has had her period since the age of 12. I don't need someone to remind me to change the tampon. When he does this, I just feel embarrassed about it. Embarrassed, and it gives me the vibe that he cares more about materialistic objects than me. I'm not even allowed to get cuddle him during my period. He acts like I'm just gushing like a waterfall or something. I started my period yesterday, and as, as I expected, the sheets come out. I decided to put my foot down, and I take all the sheets off the furniture, which got my boyfriend irritated, to which I told him that he needs to stop treating me like a leaking juice box. He's saying that I have no right to prevent him from keeping his expensive furniture clean, and that I'm the one acting like a jerk. I need to know, am I the asshole? Hell no. No. Men fucking suck. What he, the fuck? He's, he's definitely the asshole. Like, who the hell wants to be, like, humil... humil, humil <laughs> I can't even speak. Humiliated? Humiliated on such a subject. And it's it's normal. It's natural. It is Everybody natural. Everybody who has a vagina and a uterus yeah. experiences a period. Everybody. You know? Uh-huh. And even if it were to happen, even if a little bit of blood were to get on something, it can be cleaned. It can be cleaned. I mean, I understand that it gets, sometimes it's hard to clean it. But, like, honestly, you don't need to take the drastic measures that you're doing. And then actually not to uh, cuddle with her. Right. Like, seriously. That's breakup area. That is fucking wrong. Because... I'm sorry, women that go through this and with the, the hormones, you need that extra comfort. Right. Guys don't understand. They don't get it. They just don't get the shit. I mean, most guys. I'm I'm right. going to say with the exception. I was really blessed with your dad. Like, I was so fucking blessed. I have been blessed, and I continue on being blessed. So, I just feel bad for women that don't get that it's sexist it is very sexist it's fucked up you're not the asshole 
no. and break up with him. Now on to the last one. All right. It's called The Sisterly Scholar. I am 17 and my sister is 21. Was always a rebellious child but never got in trouble. Our grandfather left us both funds for college and in his inheritance. The only catch was to actually go to college. My sister was the party animal and she got pregnant at 18. My parents took care of everything and she still lives with us with no father in the picture. I wanted to start looking for colleges now to be better prepared, but turns out I have no money left. I'm literally sobbing while writing this. My parents took my entire money and gave it to my sister. I raised this issue on Christmas and I'm being blamed for ruining Christmas and not loving my niece or my sister. I told them, yes, I really hate each and every one of them. I feel like an asshole for that. My parents have offered 10K in exchange to calm me down, but that amount was literally 80K. They are now telling me that I'm greedy. Am I really the asshole? Should I take what they are offering me right now? Because according to them, this is what they have got. I don't think this person's the asshole, especially if it was left in an inheritance, you know, from the grandfather to go to college, Mm -hmm. like specifically for that. Because like, this is something that like, if this person was older, we could sue over, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Money left over in your name, it's kind of illegal to do anything with. If it isn't, you know, but like it's obviously this situation isn't illegal because there's nothing you can do when you're under the age of 18 because that money goes to the parents anyway, you know, but the way it, it's an asshole move for the parents to spend it on somebody else. And honestly, why does the sister need $80,000 if she's living with the parents for free? Well, yeah. Other than like, what are they doing? What are they, are they did they pay for her bills, like her hospital bills or, but I'm, it doesn't cost 80 K honestly to have a child. No. Especially like you said, if they're living with the parent, I think the parents like did something else with it. The parent, that was a, the parents are the assholes, right? The parents are the, definitely the assholes. And then to shush her up, try to shush her up with 10 K. Like I would, if I were you, I would have said, okay, that's a that's a payment, but you're going to continue on giving me the money back. I would I would make them pay you back, right? Especially because it, it was for college. College is expensive. Yes, you know, like it's, yeah, it's a messed up situation it for is. sure. Not the asshole at all. No, not at all. No, and that's all the questions we had. Well, am I the asshole? Things we had. <laughs> um some really weird fucked up people in those (laughs) yeah some weird (laughs) concepts and how people think people are just fucking weird i don't get it i don't get some people we're just not supposed to i guess understand everybody but they shouldn't they should just stop (laughs) (laughs) honestly we just have a whole full a world full of assholes out there. Yeah, we do. Am I the asshole for thinking these people suck? No. <laughs> Am I the asshole for saying that we have a f- world full of assholes out there? No. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. 
Hmm. All right. That is that is our episode. That was a pretty long episode. That was almost like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. A nice little a nice little longer one for you guys today. Well, is there anything else I wanted to say to our listeners? Uh-uh. No? I'm good. Well, check out Greetings from the Tavern Peasants if you have the time. Um, and that's all I wanted to say. I don't have anything else. I'm EP. <laughs> so I'm going to go take a nap. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can get a hold of us at holdupamin.pod at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-D-U-P-A-M-I-N, period, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Without further ado, I hope everyone has a fantastic evening and always remember to fill that cup. Better, better.